welcome to Thomas Families. Thank you for listening in today to our very first episode with the Literacy Ladies. I'm Ranbir Baines, and with me here today are Kimberly Stepp. Hello. And Natasha Rollett. Hello, everyone. In today's episode, we will be talking about the building blocks of literacy with focus on phonemic awareness. We are teachers on special assignment, otherwise known as TOSAs. Our current role is supporting teachers and students with literacy development. We have all been classroom teachers and have extensive experience with teaching our youngest students to read and write. In today's episode, the three of us will be discussing what literacy is and what it looks like in the early years. We know that literacy looks different at every age and at every grade range. Literacy includes speaking, listening, reading, and writing. In the beginning stages, the focus is on hearing sounds within words. This includes recognizing beginning, middle, and ending sounds. These fall under speaking and listening. Well, that's really great information, but my question is, why do some kids struggle with reading and others don't? As a parent, I might ask, why is reading so hard for my child? I mean, my child is a good speaker, they love to talk, they love books, we have great conversations, but every time we sit down to do reading homework, it's a challenge. I totally understand that completely. Learning to read is a different experience for every child, even within the same family. Early reading is tied into phonemic awareness. When you look at the research, it shows that phonemic awareness is the number one predictor of reading success. All right, that makes sense. But as a parent, I might also wonder what exactly is phonemic awareness and how do I help my child practice the skill at home? I see it on report cards and progress reports, but I still really don't understand what it is and how do I support building this at home? Okay, we're going to break it down. First, let's talk about what phonemic awareness is. Phonemic awareness is the ability to notice, think about, and work with the individual sounds in spoken words. Sometimes it can be confused with phonics. So it's more spoken and auditory. So what you're saying is that phonemic awareness, it doesn't actually involve reading printed words? No, it's all done orally, like through identifying beginning sounds or even rhyming. Which means kids should be able to identify sounds within words, the beginning, middle, and ending sounds. So for example, if I gave a child the word mop and asked, Can you tell me the beginning sound, what is the middle sound, and what is the ending sound? A child who is phonemically aware would be able to produce that m, ah, p. But if a student does not have phonemic awareness, they may not know how to answer at all. Their response might be unrelated, such as when you say mop, they say clean. As students progress in their phonemic awareness, they should be able to manipulate sounds. This is similar to how we manipulate numbers in math to add and subtract. So an example would be changing the P in pig to a D or a D in order to make dig. This is a skill that has to be taught explicitly and practiced one part at a time. First, we suggest working on identifying the beginning sounds in a word. Once your child is successful with that, you can start moving on and follow up with working on the ending sounds. The middle sounds generally tend to be the toughest. They're hard to isolate and discriminate because they are vowels. Okay, so what if my child is the one answering clean instead of mop, mop? Or if they're just having trouble hearing the separate sounds and words? As a parent, not a teacher, what are some ideas or ways that I can help them develop phonemic awareness skills in order to help them become a more proficient future reader? A great place to start is through modeling. So as a parent, you would say mop. The beginning sound is m. Then have your child repeat after you. 
You can do this while driving in the car, while cooking dinner. Make it fun and turn it into a game instead of work. It also does not need to take a lot of time. One to two minutes a day is a great place to start and work on building these skills. Another really great idea is to grab books that you might already have laying around your house, picture books, easy readers, things your kids already have easy access to. Go through the pages, point to a picture in the story, let them find things that they're interested in, and talk about the beginning sound. So an example of this might be, I pick up a book, we flip through the pages together, I see a picture of a man. I, as the parent, say, man, oh, man starts with the mm sound. And then I have my student repeat, or if they're ready, they could point out the pictures themselves. All right, that sounds easy enough to do. Do you have other strategies or ideas that parents can try out at home? It would be wonderful for parents to have some easy tools or lists of activities that they could use and without signing up for another learning website or spending a ton of money? Yes, books with rhyming words can be a great place to start. You can take turns finding the rhyming words or coming up with your own rhymes. I Spy can be a great game too. You can tell your child to find something that starts with a specific sound. Like I spy something that starts with a B and ends with a L and the item is a ball. Right. I know my own kids love to play games in the car. It's a great way to get them to stop saying, are we there yet? And they're learning to read and they don't even know it. So I, I could totally see using these ideas at home with them. Great. In today's episode, we covered some wonderful ideas that parents can use immediately to practice phonemic awareness at home by simply reading books and playing some simple games. Well, we spent some time talking about the science behind phonemic awareness, and now that we have a little extra time together, let's just have a conversation about maybe some of the experiences that we've had over the years of teaching. So students who have poor phonemic awareness really struggle with being able to put sounds together. And as a parent and even as a teacher, it can be really challenging to break that down and to really guide a student through that process. So for example, um, a lot of times we'll start with compound words like cup, cake, and can they put that together for cupcake or birth, day. Some students struggle even with any pauses between words, realizing those two words go together to make a new word. If they're familiar with the word, it tends to go a bit better. But when we start looking at words and breaking those down into parts, for example, up, if I were to say to a student, uh, p, a lot of times students will not be able to hold both sounds together to create the word up. They'll come up with just the p sound or a word that starts with p like popsicle. So one thing that I found when students are really struggling with this is that rather than saying the word in two separate parts, I stretch the word and I say it really slowly, like uh, and then they can put it together. Well, can you give us a couple other examples of things you've come across? Um, a lot of times I will start with students with two sounds, putting that together into a word. I have found that uh, stop sounds, so words that um, have like a T sound at the end or a P sound at the end, like up, it, those tend to be easier for students. Words that have soft sounds at the end, like an M or an N, are often hard to hear. Um, or an H sound is also difficult. Um, but I'll start with two sounds stretched really slowly or even taking a word and putting it into two parts. So like instead of saying b a o, it would be b a l. 
So we're taking that three sounds but chunking it down into two parts and then building it out for the student until they can have any sort of space between the sounds to put it together to make a word. Gotcha. Have you guys ever encountered a situation where you believe the student can read because when you sit down with them or you pick up a book with them, they're reading word after word after word, but then you sit down again and do a phonemic awareness assessment and you might be saying, oh, ache, and then the student says something like, cat. So when something like that happens, are those kids just memorizing the words, do you think? Because even though they're reading, I mean, they seem to be reading, they aren't even able to break apart small words yet. So in that situation, maybe as a parent, I'd be thinking, oh, my kid's a great reader. They can pick this book up. They can read all these words, but they can't decode. They can't sound those words out. I would definitely think that the student is a sight word reader and that is a strength and that's something that you want to work on however having phonemic awareness and being able to decode is critical one for spelling because we spell by sounding out but also as the student progresses through school you are going to come across words you don't know and if you don't have the strategies to break that word down and look at the sounds in parts and then put them together you're not going to be able to decode new words And though some students will be primarily sight word readers, we give students more skills and more strategies to use by strengthening their decoding. Decoding meaning sounding out of words, right? Correct. Decoding is being able to basically uncode the letter. So knowing that a C generally says K when when the student sees it. So phonics and phonemic awareness can be reciprocal. Even though they're different, they, they are some, there's some overlap there as well? Well, our phonemic awareness skills will then lead in to being able to apply phonics skills. So first we need to hear the sounds and know that words are made up of sounds. Different sounds together create words. And then once we know those sounds, we can apply them to decoding, which would then be our phonics. Gotcha. So now we can kind of see by having this conversation how important phonemic awareness truly is because without that skill, there's no pathway towards decoding, which leads no pathway towards becoming a fluent reader. Correct. And this is why we work with students on things like rhyming because once we know a word family and rhyming like fall, ball, tall, it gives students access to decoding words more quickly because they're not looking at every single sound individually, they're starting to chunk them. Right. And the more exposure students have had with just listening to their parents read stories with maybe rhyming words, like such as um, Dr. Seuss stories that have a ton of rhyming words in it, the more uh, exposure they have um, to words in general, but also to practice with phonemic awareness. Yes. And it builds their vocabulary. And rhyming games can be fun, like in the car where you just go around and everybody says one word after the other but also teaching kids what does that mean to rhyme. We're just changing the beginning sound. So we're going from fall to ball. We're not changing the entire word. In fact, I just did something the other day in the classroom where with kids I got out a whiteboard and we were, um, we were working on ig. And so we took different letters of the alphabet. The kids each got a turn. And they erased the beginning letter and changed out the first sound. Let's say we started with pig. I started with pig, handed the whiteboard to the child, they erased the first letter, and they came up with a letter. And 
they first asked me, well, can it be any letter? And I said, let's try any letter and let's see whether we're going to end up with a real word or a nonsense word. And I think there's a lot to be said for using nonsense words when you're working on phonemic awareness too, because you're still getting the piece in where you're working with a word family rhyming, but also manipulating those sounds. Right. And the kids like the nonsense words because they're fun. Exactly. And they like erasing the whiteboards. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And those are some easy things that parents can do also do at home. We don't need a lot of materials for that. Absolutely. We hope to provide you with opportunities to learn other ways in the future. Yes, come join us in December. The Literacy Ladies will be hosting a parent Zoom session where we'll, we'll be providing a list of resources that parents can use. Thank you again for joining us today. We hope you tuned in again with the Literacy Ladies for some more tips and pointers in our future episodes. This podcast is a production of the Natomas Unified School District. You can find our podcast online in the Apple Store, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the Natomas Unified School District website at www.natomasunified.org. You can also locate our episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Natomas Unified.